As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. Hey, Rube, how was your weekend? Hey, Dave. Uh, well, I think it snowed. Uh, it's snowing again here. I don't know. Probably I know. Not. It's snowing here, too. I don't like it. Really? It's yeah. never going to stop snowing. <laughs> it feels that way. It certainly feels that way. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast with Ruben Frank. I'm Dave Zangaro. Ruben, the last podcast we did, it was um, it was kind of an emergency pod. We had planned to do one, but then Carson Wentz got traded. It finally happened. In a weird way, it kind of feels like there's just this weight lifted off. And, and now we can really like proceed with the off season. And um, it, it, it was something that like it had to happen, right? It, we all kind of knew it had to happen. It was just a matter of when it would happen. Um, so now that it has, I think we can kind of go forward and uh, try to figure out what else the Eagles are. And I think that's now, the way they I'll were looking at it. talk about Carson too. for the next hour. <laughs> but I think that's the way the Eagles were looking at it too. It was like, we got to, we know we have to trade him. Let's 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 do it and then move on. Is that kind of the sense you got too? Yeah, I think they really couldn't plan their offseason. I mean, a until they knew what picks they were getting back and kind of go from there. And um, you know, obviously the salary cap. There's a lot of decisions that had to be made. But yeah, I, th- I think that was something they had to do before they could move on and 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 plot out the rest of the offseason. But once they made the decision to trade them, I, I think the other pieces could start, you know, falling into place. But certainly uh, I think we can all kind of move on now and, and you know, start looking ahead to 2021. Yeah, and, and that'll be – It's uh, not a pretty sight. <laughs> it's, it's not a pretty sight. Uh, but, you know, it was one of the questions I got in my mailbag this weekend, some signs for optimism. And I think there are a few. Maybe we can get into those later. Uh, but we want to talk about Deshaun Jackson. Uh, he got cut. There were some other cap casualties that we assume will be coming at some point. We'll take a look at the number six pick, the likelihood the Eagles use that on a quarterback. I think that's always in play for the quarterback factory. And uh, free agent likelihood that uh, these guys will be back. We'll, we'll kind of go through. Uh, it was a fun piece we've done now for the last couple of years. But we'll go through every free agent. And we assigned uh, numbers, percentages to whether or not those players will be back. So we'll do that at the fun. end. On most of them. On most of them, yeah. It was surprising. And I, I did my numbers, like, before I saw yours. I didn't want to be influenced. So, yeah, I was surprised. We were pretty close on a lot of them. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Um, all right, let's start with Deshaun though. He yeah. uh, gets cut. It, not not a surprise here. I mean, it was um, I, I think about five million dollars in cap savings. It's a shame it didn't work out with him because we saw those flashes. Even last year, he comes back, he makes one incredible play, and then he's basically done for the year. Um, it's a shame because if this team was good last year and he was healthy, like it, it made sense, and the Eagles were going for it when they re-signed him, but they shouldn't have done it. It was a mistake, and, and, and he couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, and it was a shame. I mean, the last injury was a cheap shot. It was really unfortunate uh, because he can still play. It, it, there's no question he can still play. You know, as, as little as he played over the last two years, and it was, you know, I think he got through five games that he played start to finish, he still had the three longest touchdown catches of that period for the Eagles. The two against Washington in the opener uh, in 2019 from Carson, and then the 81-yarder, against Dallas that turned out to be the only catch he ever had from Jalen Hurts. So the average Jalen Hurts to Deshaun play was 81 yards. And that was his last catch as an eagle, which is kind of fitting that his last catch as an eagle will be an 81-yarder, unless Howie brings him back again in three years. Um, I'm I'm convinced he can still play. He's been their best – when he's healthy, he's their best receiver. But obviously he can't stay healthy. He's 34, going on 34, and – can he go somewhere else and be healthy and make a tenth of the salary? Maybe. Um, he can still run. I mean, we know that. He can still run. He can still track the ball. He can still catch the ball. It's just got to be frustrating for him because, you know, it's one thing after another. I mean, three major injuries in two years, and he just couldn't stay on the field. Um, I always liked Deshaun uh, as a player. I always just He's just so much fun to watch and so many – um, incredible plays. I mean, the guy's got more 60-yard touchdowns than anybody in the history of the game. Um, he is the the greatest big play guy that the league has ever seen. Um, you know, more than Rice, more than Devin Hester, and that includes four punt returns and, and, a, and a run and a touchdown run he had early in his career. Um, he's just always been fun to watch. Um, it, yeah, it's a shame it didn't work out. I, I still, you know, when we did our stay or go series, I had them keeping him because I thought there was a chance. And I was, I, well, I guess that was after Doug was fired, but I thought there was a chance that they would negotiate a much more sane deal, um, throw some incentives in and keep him just because there's so many questions about the receiving core. Uh, but it kind of makes sense to, to move on from him. I'd, I'd like to see whether he could stay healthy. Obviously, this – this team, nobody stays healthy. So did he get hurt because he was 33 uh, or did he get hurt because he was an Eagle? You know, it's probably a little of both. Uh, but, you know, he passed Mike Quick on that last catch, that 81-yarder, and moved into the number three spot in Eagles history and, and receiving yards, which uh, I'm sure Quick will be happy to hear. Um, so he moved into number three uh, behind Pete Retzlaff and Harold Carmichael. So that's pretty big company. He'll be an all-time Eagle. Um, there were missteps along the way and, you know, wouldn't be a full picture of Deshaun if, you know, we didn't acknowledge that. And, you know, the, the, the stuff from, uh, you know, the, the tweets, the, the Hitler stuff. I mean, it's just, there's no, it's inexcusable. Um, you know, we'll see if he ever takes any action to show that. I mean, at this point, you know, who knows uh, what's going to happen, but that happened just before the pandemic and he had made all these promises to, visit museums and, and all these things. So who knows? Uh, but 
as as a player, he was uh, he was one of the more fun players to watch that I've ever seen. Yeah, and it, you kind of look back at the signing, and it ended up obviously being a pretty bad one because they didn't get much out of him. But at the time, the Eagles thought they had a really good team, and hey, in in you know nineteen, they they were a playoff team, and the one element they had been missing was that deep threat. You know, they they hadn't had it really since. Deshaun left the previous time. I mean, they, they, Torrey Smith for a year was, you know, kind of, but not really. Um, you know, Bryce Treggs in 26. Like, you remember all the all the guys they brought in to try to find speed, and it just never worked. Nelly right. kind of was, but not in the same way. Um, yeah, so they they tried to rectify it, and it was a shame because he just he couldn't stay healthy. But Bryce Treggs is, a, is an agent now. He is. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's becoming one. Is he's he an agent yet? Yeah, yeah, no, he's not an agent. He's working on becoming an agent. But, yeah, I mean, it made sense. Coming off the 2018 season, um, they were still trying to, you know, keep that momentum from the year before, from 2017. And it was a lot of money. It was a lot of money for a guy his age. Um, I mean, the, the production to the salary is, you know, is awful. So, uh, time to move on. And with Alshon, obviously, they redid Alshon's contract with the – you know, plan of, of cutting him. I mean, they, they, there's not much coverage bare, you know? Yeah, that's true. But that's a good segue into the other cap casualties coming. Uh, and I wrote a piece last week, uh, pretty comprehensive, just looking at, you know, the, yeah, the Eagles are not in a good cap situation right now, but they know this and um, there are some pretty easy ways for them to save money. One of the most obvious was Deshaun Jackson. They, they took care of that. Another obvious one, even though it didn't save a lot of money, was trading Carson Wentz. Uh, well, didn't save a lot of cap space. It saved a lot of money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cap space, it ended up saving about eight hundred grand, which it honestly isn't that much because it's a top 51 rule anyway. So, um, But they, they were going to do that. The next two, they've already really done. Um, Alshon Jeffrey and Malik Jackson. And this is pretty smart. I mean, this is uh, – an interesting way, a unique way to save cap space. Basically the Eagles lowered uh, their base salaries all the way down to $2 million. So it saves them the cap space now, because what they're going to do is they're going to cut these guys with post June 1st uh, designations, which is a way to save more cap space. But the problem with that is you have to hold that cap hit through June 1st. And that typically doesn't help you, on March 17th when the league year starts and you have to be under the salary cap threshold. So uh, the Eagles, they did, so this is interesting. Like this is what they're good at. This is what Howie Roseman and Jake Rosenberg, this is what they do well. They figured out a way to save that cap space now and once June 1st comes. So uh, basically they save the money now and then um, they, they basically are guaranteed to be cut by March 18th, because if not, then it triggers in 2022 a guaranteed salary of $25 million for each of them, uh, which is basically a way that the players are guaranteed that, to get out of the contract and become free agents. So then they can try to find a new deal elsewhere. So there, you can see why both sides agreed to it, and it's clever. It really is clever. Yeah, and – like you said, this is what Howie's, Howie's good at. And, um, and Jake, um, 
we, we were joking about, you know, if how he forgets to do the paperwork. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, pay Ash on 25 mil next year. Yeah, imagine that. I don't think that would go over too well. But, um, but yeah, they're – so, you know, between Deshaun and Alshon and Malik, you're off to a good start um, with cap space. Um, it gets a little trickier after that. Um, you had some it other does. ideas. Yeah. Well, let's go to the, the – the next most obvious one to me is Derek Barnett. Um, he, right now, he'd play the 2021 year on the fifth-year option, which can happen. It's it's over $10 million. It's a base salary and, and the cap hit to match. And he's just not a $10 million player. Um, if he's a guy they want to keep around, and I, I kind of think they will because if you're going to sign a free agent edge rusher, it's going to be expensive. Those guys get overpaid. So um, I think the most logical solution, if I were the Eagles, is to try to work out a cheaper deal with him, maybe a two-year, three-year deal, really lower the cap hit this year. But if they can't come to one and he wants more money, then you have to cut him. And um, that right now, that fifth-year option is non-guaranteed. Uh, it's only guaranteed for injury. He didn't get hurt last year. So um, it's not guaranteed right now. It becomes guaranteed on March 17th when the league year begins. So we know they have to come to a decision before then. Yeah, so you would think they're negotiating now um, or soon. Um, if they're not, that tells you that they don't want him back uh, or that his price tag is too high. I I think they might have trouble coming to an agreement with him because – I think he might value himself higher than, than they value him. And I think he might value himself at a number that they can't pay. And I think he might value himself at a number that other teams might be willing to pay. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm a team out there, I look at him and I think this guy has got, I mean, I know we disagree on Derek Barnett, but I mean, I, I've always thought he's a potential 12 sack guy. I mean, he's just, he's just never put it together over a full season. He's had injuries um, you know, he kind of tends to get to disappear for stretches and then he'll have like four sacks in three games. But he's never had that one, that one big year where he plays consistently. But I think it's there. Um, so I think in free agency, if the Eagles do caught him, I think, you know, or I think if they're in a position where they try to negotiate with him, I think um, he and his, his people might think that his value is higher somewhere else. That's why I think they might have trouble resigning him. And that's why I think he won't be here. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. And like I said, edge rushers get overpaid. Um, it, it's, that's the nature of that position in free agency, no, nature of free agency in general, but uh, specifically edge rushers. And you have Josh Sweat, who I think is an equivalent talent. Um, he was more productive last year. Um, they're similar. They, you know, obviously Sweat is going into the final year of his rookie deal, so he's, he's super cheap. He was a fourth-round pick. They'll have the same thing to deal with in a year with him, but – um, well, not, not exactly, obviously, but, um, I, I think if they decide to go, I mean, they can't cut Brandon Graham. Um, so they can go in with sweat and Graham and then just cobble together, you know, who, whoever else they want, they want out there. I, I just don't see this team, you know, with, with what they're doing, paying that kind of money to Derek Barnett. And I like sweat. I, you know, Sweat had six sacks last year. It's a shame he got hurt. He was really playing well when, when he did. But, um, you know, and he gets hurt too. I mean, you know, so if, if you're going to get six sacks, you want to get it for 735000 instead of, you know, a few million. Sure. I, I mean, 
neither great against the run. I think Barnett's been a little more consistent during his career. Um, Swiss had better flashes. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'd love to see what Tracy Rocker could do with Derek Barnett. You know, get a you know, well, he's had a bunch of coaches, but he's a guy who should be a pretty good teacher. And uh, you know, from from what I've heard, he is. So you'd like to see if Barnett can make the next step here. I I just I don't I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. Uh, next one is Cut Marquise Goodwin. Uh, this was interesting. Last year, he had reportedly agreed to a restructure of that contract, but it never went through because he opted out. So it's actually the the previous contract that told to this year. So $4.2 million, none of it's guaranteed. So if the Eagles just want to cut him, you save $4 million, you move on. Uh, I think no, Goodwin – No dead money. No dead money. I think Goodwin on, I think, his Instagram Live mentioned that he was negotiating with the Eagles. So maybe if if they come to some kind of a – a deal he can be back, I, I would think it would have to be close to minimum. I mean, I, this is a guy who wasn't a particularly great player before, and now he's taken a year off. I, I don't know what you can really expect from him. But then again, you look at this receiving core and you go, wow, it's young. Like, this is really young now. Yeah. Goodwin's the only guy on the roster who's ever had, you know, a big season, and he had one of them. He had 900-some-odd yards in 17, uh, but nobody else has 900 yards in their career. (laughs) I guess Ward probably does at this point, a little over that, I would think. But um, not much over it. Not much over it. Um, You can look that up. But, um, yeah, Goodwin's a luxury that, you know, a minimum wage you can carry, but anything above that, it's not happening. Yeah, that's kind of what I think, too. with, With him is like, do you want minimum or do you want to be a free agent? Greg Ward has 673 receiving yards. Total both years? Yep. Wow. Yep. So. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. It's it, it, They probably want to have at least a little bit of experience in that room. Um, they kind of did last year, but not really either because Alshon was hurt a lot and Deshaun was hurt a lot. So, um Maybe Marquise Goodwin is that guy. But I also think that if there's a chance for this coaching staff to go out and get a guy who they've worked with before, that might make more sense than Marquise Goodwin. But Marcus Johnson? I like Marcus Johnson. Not exactly the veteran I had in mind. But, um, yeah, I, I think either way, we know Marquise Goodwin isn't going to be here for $4.2 million. Right. That's not going to happen. Right. Uh, the next one is trade or cut Zach Ertz. Uh, that would save almost another $5 million, $4.7 million. Something's going to happen here. I think we all understand he's not going to be back in 2021. I think they'd like to trade him. They'd like to get something back for him. But my guess is that if this goes on for a really long time, Earth might go to them and be like, hey, can you just cut me? Like, let me let me go, and and I'll pick my next spot. Yeah, I think that's what's going to eventually happen because unless I'm wrong, I don't think his value is super high. And I, I think the Eagles will will honor his request to be cut if it means not getting a six. You know, I think – I mean, maybe if you could get a four – I just don't think you can get a four for Zach Ertz. I, I think um, – Well, the problem is everyone knows the situation. Yeah, 
And you can't play – like, they, they tried to play that game with Carson. Like, yeah, we can bring him back. But they, they couldn't. Everyone knew it. And I, I think that's the same situation with Zach Ertz. Right. Um, and there's just questions about where he is in his career. Um, I, I, you know, last year was not a good one when he was out there, when he was healthy. Not a good one. When he, when he was <laughs> – sorry. Um, so – He's, he's, he's one year removed from an 88-catch season in a Pro Bowl, but you know, teams aren't in a, in a real hurry to, to trade picks. So my guess is they're going to end up releasing him and letting him you know, negotiate his own deal, become a free agent, find, find a home. Uh, I hope he does well. It might be an indie, but um, I think they have trouble shipping him. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And, and what would it take for them to – ship him somewhere where he does. And then again, I mean, he also has an $8 million base salary on this contract for this year. So any team that signs him, they might want to restructure that if yeah. possible. And if I'm him, <laughs> I'm not in a big rush to give up $8 million. So uh, unless he knows he's not getting, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to trade for him unless there's a restructure. You're probably right. So maybe they can get a five. Yeah. I Maybe a conditional it. pick. I mean, I'd try to get a conditional pick for yeah, him. I think it would have to be. Because, I mean, you saw that it always made sense in the in the Wentz deal, and it, it happened. But it's kind of hurts, too, because they had such bad years in 2020 that if you're the Eagles, you want to kind of have a little bit of uh, relief if they end up showing out and playing well elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Ertz, as disappointing as his year was, if he had stayed healthy with his production, he still catches 50-plus balls, Yeah, which, you know, for tight ends, is puts him in the top group. The yards weren't there. The touchdowns weren't there. Consistency wasn't there. But um, maybe they can get a five, a conditional, you know, five that can become a four, possibly. Hey. Um, it's, it's it's possible. I mean, he's, he's a really good player. He's a good guy. Um He's in, you know, he'll be in the Eagles Hall of Fame. All these guys will. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes this so tough is that, like, we're talking about all-time greats right now that they're moving on from caught, or that they game, should move on from. Game-winning catch in a Super Bowl. <laughs> and we're just kind of uh, – maybe they get a six for him. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's strange. But, uh, the next one is I, you look at the cap hits, and after Carson Wentz, the next biggest is Fletcher Cox, at almost $24 million. You'd like to figure out a way to to lower that. Um, I think a restructure is in play. It's a, a flat restructure where they, you know, they give him a lump sum and kind of spread out the cap hit, but he doesn't have a lot of years left on that deal. I, I think it's possible they also extend him. That would yeah. be trickier because I don't know what his value is right now. I think he's declined a little bit. He's still really good. How good will he be in two or three years? I don't know that. Yeah, but I, I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, I think you, you, I mean, he signed through 2022. Mm -hmm. um, you had a couple of years, spread out, the, spread out the hit, and, and hope that They've he – They've already could, played with that contract, and they already have dummy years on the end of it. Yeah, yeah. But I think this, the thinking would be, all right, we'll worry about that then. <laughs> you know, uh, the, I mean, who knows what the cap's going to be like by 2020 for you know the the pandemic's going to be in the rearview mirror uh you know i think we all hope you know revenue's going to be back up with attendance and the new tv contract and so i i think you can 
I think you can keep kind of pushing that one off. I, I mean, um, they got to do something. And, yeah. and Fletcher's always amenable to – the guy's made 100 million bucks, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I think he's going to be – I think as long as – I mean, he's, he's always had little injuries and stuff, but, I mean, he usually – you know, he's usually good for 14, 15, 16 games a year. And um, I, I don't th- I don't think he's going to decline. I don't think he's going to have like a precipitous decline just because of the nature of, you know, he's not a player who relies on speed. You know, he's not – I think there's certain positions where you see, um, you know, guys don't have that kind of decline because he's – I think as long as he has his strength – you know, he'll, he'll be an effective player. He might not be as good, but I think he'll still be pretty good. So I think you'd want him around. He's a possible Hall of Famer. I, I, I think he'll be here, and I think, they'll, I think they'll figure something out to lower that cap hit, I would, I would guess. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, and and the, kind of in the same vein, like he, there are other guys they can restructure, maybe extend. Brendan Graham, Javon Hargrave, a lot of money on that line. Um, don't know exactly how they'll do it, but – there's some opportunity there to either extend guys or kind of manipulate the cap a little bit with that defensive line. Um, I didn't put those guys on here. I kind of just made it Fletcher because he's the biggest lump sum, but there are other little things they can do. Uh, This one's out of their control. Jason Kelsey, you know, if he wants to retire, it, it would obviously be a big loss and they'd rather him not retire. I'm sure. But if that happens, they can get some relief, but the way his contract is set up, he he would have to work with them a little bit. They basically they'd have to do what the Saints did with Drew Brees and agree to lower his base salary and then have him file the papers after June first. Um, that's really the only way they'd save money. Otherwise, it actually ends up hurting their cap number if he were just to retire tomorrow. Yeah, well, I would think he would he would be willing to do that. Um, I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if, it, it, I mean, a month ago I would have said they'd be, you know, they'd want him back. At this point, I, I don't know. I don't know what they want because, you know, they talk so much about a youth movement that they're already obviously in the midst of. Uh, we all love Jason Kelsey, but this is a new coach. I mean, Stout's still here, but Nick Sierra, you know, Jason Kelsey. I just, you know, I want – Luke Jariga to be my center. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not the same. I, you know, I get that. But, you know, if no matter who your quarterback is, if it's Jalen Hurts or whoever that you draft at six, you need them to be upright. So I think offensive line is a little different than a lot of the other positions on the team because the, we know how much they value quarterback. And to really either give Jalen Hurts a fair shake or – a rookie coming in, you need a solid line in front of them. So I think if there's one position where they wouldn't want to rush the youth movement, it'd probably be offensive line. Yeah, but I, I, I know how they think. I mean, if they, if there's a center, I mean, if they feel like Isaac Samalo can handle center and Sua can handle left guard, they're, they're fine. I mean, I'm just, they're not, I don't think they're going to tell him, Jason, go retire, but I'm not sure they'd be devastated if he did organizationally. That's all I'm saying. I would, because I'd miss his Zoom calls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the last one I had on here was trade Darius Slay. I don't know if it would happen, and it would would be tough just because he just signed this guy last year, but he's 30. 
he makes a lot of money. I know they don't have corners, but is he going to be a really good player when the Eagles are good again? Yeah, and that's why I had him going in our stay and go. I just – you know, what's the value of having Darius Lay? I'm just checking his – the cap savings um, would be significant. Um, I, I can't look it up right now, but um, I, it would be significant. And, yeah, you ask yourself, do we really need – About six mil. Six million. Do we really need Darius Slay on the team for where we are as a franchise? And the answer is no. And I like him. And and he's, a, he's an interesting guy, and he's their best cornerback. I don't think he was – you know, an elite cornerback is the best cornerback they've had since Asante. It's low bar. <laughs> I understand And that. he was good. He was good in 2020. I think he people did. saw him get burnt by DK Metcalf and thought he wasn't good. I mean, they were putting him on an island with the best re- – he had to cover DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins. And, like, yeah, would you like to see him win occasionally against those guys? Absolutely. And that's what they paid him to do. We didn't do that. I don't think he played up to expectations, but he was still good. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is – he wasn't good enough that they have to keep him. Yeah. You know, he, was, he wasn't good enough that, you know, well, we, we can't, you know. I mean, I think – and corners, when they hit 30-31, they're just, you know – I mean, the odds that he bounces back and, ha- and plays better next year probably aren't great. He might play the same. Uh, but, you know, and I'm just, I'm just saying this from their standpoint. I mean, I like Darius Lane. I like having him around. He's a lot of fun. Um, he's kind of a – whacked out in the head in a good way. Um, you know, he's funny on his, in his interviews and stuff, but I, I just don't know where the value is when, if you're sitting in Howie Roseman's office saying, you know, what do we need here? Especially if they're planning to draft a corner, you know. But you would think they are at some point with nine picks coming. Yeah, at some point, you know, whether he's, he's plug and play, I don't know. I mean, if it's certain, yeah, but, you know, we'll see. But, uh, I think they're going to trade him. I think they're going to try to trade him. Yeah, that's all I had. But I, I think we both agree that something's going to happen. Like before March seventeenth, they're going to have to make some moves because uh, they they need to. They they need to be under the cap. So uh, things are coming, and we we know that. But the the bright spot is once they get through this year. That's one of my reasons for optimism. The cap situation gets so much better. Uh, and I think that's why they were willing to take this dead cap hit for Carson this year because, yeah, it's like you got to swallow it, and, and this year sucks especially because the cap is way lower than they anticipated. It sounds like it's going to be a little higher than the floor they set, but it's still going to be way low. I mean, at this point, they thought the cap would be like 215, and now it's going to be like 180, 185. So it's a big difference. And once they get through this year, if fans are back next year, the revenue starts increasing – it's going to be a big jump and they already have a lot of space that's going to be there for them based on the way the contracts are set up now. So in 2022, it's going to be a much different free agency period. I I think this time next year, we'll be talking about them getting ready to spend big and, and hopefully adding Jackson. (laughs) But like the plan is like you draft. Now you had 10 picks last year. You got nine this year. You get a couple studs. And then this time next year, you can spend – you can go for it again. I, the rebuild doesn't have to be like a five, six-year rebuild. If you, if you land a few stud, studs in the draft, then you have the money. If you have the quarterback, you go for it. Yeah, totally agree. 
the landing a few studs in the draft part is problematic because they haven't done that. It was the last draft they lasted a few studs, I guess, 13. Yeah, but you look back and you say, all right, they have, uh, what is it, four picks in the top 100 this year. The last time they had that was 2013. The last time before that was 2012. And you look at those two draft classes, and that's like that was the core of the Super Bowl team. Like that was the core of when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And now it was much later, obviously. I don't think it has to be that much later. But you have the potential, if you nail these picks, to spend big in free agency and, and go for it. Like if you have the quarterback on a rookie deal, whether it's Jalen Hurts or Justin Fields, whoever it is, someone next year, if you have the quarterback on the rookie contract, you can spend the money elsewhere and you can go for it. And I, that to me makes the most sense. I, it doesn't have to be a long rebuild. 2012 draft was Fletcher and, and Foles. 2013 was Ertz and Lane. Um, yeah. If they have two drafts like that, they'll, They'll win a Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> I don't have a chance. I think the one thing about when, when you have a youth movement, you have to be totally committed to it. And that's, that's the problem in the past that they've, they've talked about it and they've cut a couple guys, and, but they haven't made the really difficult decisions like we're talking about here and really cut ties with those guys in that you know, 29 to 32 range that are declining and aren't going to help you. And that's, you know, that's how Joe, you know, everyone, everyone would always rip Joe Banner for – you know, all well, the Eagles never keep these guys, but they always, they timed everyone right. Uh, and, and they moved on from every single guy um, who was in that age range, you know, that they, that they let go. And it's, it's hard when you do it like these moves. I mean, nobody wants to see Zach Ertz go, but if they're moves you have to make. Um, you can't do a youth movement um, half-hearted. You, you can't go into a half-ass. You gotta, um, you gotta make these painful decisions. And, and they're even more painful because of sentimentality. But also, if you're not drafting well, you're like <laughs> they're your best players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not just. I mean, they're not just older. They're they're your best players, and that that's what makes it so tough. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, Eagles fans. It's time to look forward to a dream vacation. The Philadelphia Eagles fan cruise tickets are selling out fast. The ship sails March of 2022 for seven days and nights with Eagles fans and only Eagles fans. Book your tickets today at PhiladelphiaEaglesCruise.com. Rube, did the Eagles say a quarterback at number six? Yes. All right, moving on. I'm convinced of it. And, you know, I keep coming back to how rarely – A, if if you want to get an elite quarterback, usually, not always, but usually you're getting him in the top – five picks, five, six, ten picks. And it's more like five or six picks, not even top ten picks. But um, the Eagles draft so rarely in this spot. I think this will be their sixth top six pick in the last 45 years. And only their third in the last 20 years with, um, you know, Carson and and Lane. Um, So before that, you have to go back to Corey Simon in 2000 and Donovan in 99. So – it's a rare opportunity. We know that they think of themselves as a QB factory, um, even though <laughs> we regret saying that. Um, and we'll always will. Um, this is where you get quarterbacks. And now 
the Senate could say, well, they're going to have plenty of chances to pick in the top 10 over the next few years. But they don't look at it that way. They look at it that, like this is our chance. We're at number six. We have a chance to get up to maybe number three, maybe number two, not number one, but two or three, four. We, we have a chance to move up. And I think if they like one of these guys as much as they might, <laughs> as much as they could use a receiver or a tight end, I mean, that tight end is a – this guy's a monster. You know, a tackle. I don't think anybody would be surprised if if it's a quarterback. Yeah, and I I think we've made the point before, but if you're willing to take a quarterback at six, you better be willing to take whatever – or do whatever it takes to get up to three or two to get him because uh, you've identified that player. And, and that's the way the Eagles look at it too. I it's not like they're sitting at six and say, well, we're cool with whichever quarterback. That's not – if you it, it's different at other positions. But with quarterback, you want your guy. Right. Yeah, I think it's in play. I, I don't know if it's a, like a definite. I, I don't know what they truly think about Jalen Hurts. We know what they thought about him last year. They liked him enough to take him in the second round. They liked him as kind of an insurance policy. But having had him for a year, I wonder how they what they think about him now. Like, do they have they gone around? Like, is he to the point where they think, yeah, he could be our guy? Like, he could really be the long term solution. I don't know. How could they know? Well, I mean, you don't know when you draft a guy either. You know, you know. I so. But the guy at number six or number three, by definition, has a better chance than the guy at number fifty three. That's true, but they also have more info on the guy they took at 53 because he's been in the building for a year, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how it's going to play out. I know that if they take a quarterback, it makes the Hurts pick <laughs> look even crazier because it basically torpedoed the franchise in a way. But <laughs> if if they're not truly sold on Hurts, and it sounds like if they're at least going to consider all options that they're not truly sold – then it has to be in play. Yeah. And I, I think it really is. Yeah, I do too. And I think that they know he's – he played three and a half games or three and three quarters games or whatever, if you want to include the end of the Packers game. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they put themselves in such a difficult position because, I mean, I like Jalen Hurts, and there was times where he did some really good things. And – um there were times he did some really bad things. I think he'll get better. I think if he is their quarterback, um, I think he has a chance to be a good one. But I don't know how you know after three and a half games that he's definitively the guy or definitively not the guy. And they put themselves in this position of – and I think I wrote this before he even played. I said there's no way we're going to know after these four games whether he's the guy or not. Unless he plays lights out for four games or – stinks for four games and the odds that either of those was going to happen were minimal and it's exactly what happened he played just enough so they have no idea what they have and now they yeah. have considered and you know going into year two of the full off season like it's in fairness to him like i want to see what he can do yeah you know i want to see what he can do with the full off season i want to see what he can do with a different head coach who has time to plan an offense around him you know, I want to see all that. But if the Eagles look at it and have any doubts and they fall in love with wh- whoever it is, I, 
pick pick your guy. That's not – I'm it's not – I don't want to get into – It's Trey Lance. I don't want to get into who it is, but if it's one of those – it's really one of those three, I think, right? Maybe Mac Jones. I, I think he's out of the – out of those – that top group, but whoever it is, if I'm really liking Mac Jones, but Mac Jones, well, whoever it is, you can include him then. So one of those four, right? Wilson fields, Trey Lance Jones. If they fall in love with one of them, they're going to take them. <laughs> they're going to go for it Yeah, because that's how they value that position. And I don't know what it means in the short term because and now you have, you know, the same situation you put Carson Wentz in, you're putting Jalen hurts in to a lesser extent because there's not the, financial ramifications but if if they draft Trey Lance I'm, I'm using his hidden as an example because he's probably a little farther away from being a plug and play so if you start Jalen Hurts and he's got, like he knows he's not the guy you're in the same situation like it's it's you're right they've put themselves in this really bizarre circumstance and and I don't know the right answer here but I I do know you're kidding yourself if you think quarterback is not a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what I would do is I would give Jalen Hurts 20, uh, 2021. I would give him the year. I would take one of those receivers or, or the tight end, who I think is almost like a receiver. He's, I mean, he's just such a weapon. And, you know, hope that your O-line can stay healthy and give you one more good year with the older guys, like Brandon Brooks and – and um and just, you know, make it as as good a situation as possible for Jalen Hurts so you can get a really good, long evaluation of him. Because I think, I think he's good enough that he's going he's gonna to have you in games. I mean, he, the, guy's, the guy threw a little better than I expected. Um, his presence, his confidence, his running ability, obviously. He's going to have you in most games. So let's get a year. Let's, let's see. Maybe he's special. I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen enough, but I, I've seen enough to know that it's possible. So, you take that year, you see what he can do, see what he's all about. He's 22. He's going to get better. And I mean, he had the second most yards rushing and passing combined ever by a quarterback in his first four games. There's something there. He fumbles too much. Yeah, a lot of quarterbacks fumble too much in their first four games. So, especially behind Matt Pryor and company. So, see what he's got, and if it's not going to work out. You know, then you say, well, you know what? We're probably, if it doesn't work out, we're probably going to have a, a top 10 pick again in 2022. Maybe that's where we get our quarterback. But I, I would take a year and, and see what you have. You made this investment. Like you said, you already, you already made this pick that ran off your, your franchise quarterback. You may as well try to get a year out of him and find out. You know, if you, if you drafted Jalen Hurts, which caused you to trade Carson Wentz, and never even give Jalen Hurts a chance to win the job, it, it makes that pick look even worse. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, it's fascinating, though, because just knowing – but we know the way they think. And, and I kind of think about quarterback in the same way at a certain level because, for me, whenever we talk about quarterbacks, ceiling. I want to know the ceiling, and that's why if – if, if, if things were fixable with Carson Wentz, I would have gone that route. And I think the Eagles probably agreed with that to a certain level because the ceiling is there. We know what his ceiling is. I don't know what it is for Hurts. And I think the fear is that he plays okay. You know, he, <laughs> if he's just a good quarterback, there are worse things, of course. But if he's just good and he's not elite, 
but he's good. He can win you some games. And then you're really forced to build a team around him. Uh, you can win that way, but ideally you, you end up with a top 10 quarterback. You end up with one of those franchise guys. And, and I'm not sure. I, I don't know what hurts this yet. Yeah. And they don't either. There's no way they know. Yeah. It's right? scary. And it's amazing that they're in this situation, honestly. And they, they, they brought it all on themselves. Yeah. Uh, let's go through these free agents. We don't have to spend a ton of time on them because we did our stay or go, but it hey, is fun. on everything. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> honestly, if anyone's listening at this point, they must like the pod, right? Or they hate yeah. us. And they're just hate listening which I'm fine with too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, I wanted to go through, I'm trying to pull it up now, but basically we just go through each free agent, pending free agent and assign a percentage. They'll be back with the team in 2021. Uh, let's start with Jalen Mills, who is probably the biggest name free agent um, of the bunch. And since we already did our stay go, we, had, <laughs> we both feel the pressure to kind of stick with. Right our stay or go pick. So you had Jalen Mills at 58%. I had him at 45. So you can guess what we did in stay or go. Uh, but I think this was close for both of us. I, I think that it really could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. You can make a case either way. Um, I, I think a lot of it's just going to come down to how much money he wants. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we know Jalen values himself very highly, which he should. He's a confident guy. I mean, sending out you know, tweets, telling people to vote for him for the pro Bowl. <laughs> which tells you all you need to know about Jalen, about Jalen Mills. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I like him. I think he played, and I think you've said this, he, he played better than most fans thought he played. I, you know, I think it was a tough situation. He was going back and forth from corner to safety. Um, I like him better at safety. Um, so yeah, I, I think you go either way, but I do think that I put it at 58%. You put it at 45. So we're in the same ballpark, but um, you know, it's, it's an interesting one. He's, he's probably the most, um, you know, and, and he's at an age, he's only 26, you know, mm -hmm. which is crazy because he feels like he's been here 10 years. Um, but this might be his best chance to get a long-term deal with a, with a nice bonus. And, you know, I, I'm not sure that's going to happen here. So, you know, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how it, how it plays out. They don't have to have teams. him back, but he'd be good to have. And there aren't many teams – with green as one of their main colors. So he's really limited uh, based on the hairstyle of where he can go. Might have to go sign with the Jets. <laughs> it's a different different hue, but... Um, That's yeah. why the Eagles got hue, Douglas, is from the Jets. <laughs> uh, Jason Peters, you had him at a half percent. I had him at 2%. Uh, I, I think everyone understands the situation there. And this is the biggest disparity between me and you in a percentage basis because you have them four times more likely to be here, even though it's only one and a half percent. That's um, true. Yeah, I, I just can't. I just can't even think about him coming back. So I went half a percent. You, you went. You're pretty optimistic. I'm pretty optimistic at two percent, just because it's, it's Jason Peters and one call to to his best friend Jeff Laurie. You got starting center Jason Peters next year. Yeah, it's uh, just go to the next guy. He's not going to be here. And it's a shame. Next you know guy. It's a shame that it's gotten to this point where he's almost become a punchline because the guy is one of them. He's one of the best left tackles ever play the game. And, <laughs> one of the best players I've ever seen play. Ever. I mean, when he yeah. was when he was in his prime, 
I mean, the guy was a freaking he was a wall. I mean, he was just so good. And it's just been sad to see his decline. And it's, you know, I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him play like that anymore. So hopefully they, they cut ties with him. I think they will. Yeah. Uh, Nate Sudfeld, speaking of another owner favorite, uh, Nate Sudfeld, you had him at 4%. I had him at 9%. He's probably gone. I, I had him at nine just because they, they need quarterbacks, but I, I don't think it's going to be him. Yeah. Plus I, I think what happened in that Washington game, I mean, Doug's not here anymore, but it was really embarrassing. Um, you know, he's like, he's now the face of tanking in this city, which is a shame for him that like he comes yeah. in a game and everyone thinks they're tanking. Yeah. That doesn't say much for him. Um, and you know, in his defense, he had played pretty well in his brief cameos before that, but um, I think he's going to – I think he needs a new start. He'll, he'll be in the league somewhere. He'll, he'll get a chance to play. You know, he'll get a chance to play, but he'll, he'll be a backup somewhere. Indy? Cold. Yeah. Frank loves him. Frank loves him. Press is already there. Bruce, Jacoby Brissett's yeah. going to leave, and that number seven is going to be available. Yeah. Uh, just send them all to Indy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if they're doing a franchise swap, the Eagles are getting the better end of the deal, right? Because the Colts won 11 games, the Eagles won four. Yeah, that's true. I'm not so, I'm not so sure it's true. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, Nickel, Roby, Coleman, both pretty low here. You had him at two, I had him at five. This is one I'll, I'll have to just wear. Uh, I thought it was a great signing. I liked it at the time. I thought he was going to be really good, and, and he wasn't. He was – I, he got a little better as the year went on, but he, I thought he actually got considerably better as the year went on, but he still wasn't, you know, they signed him to be an elite nickel corner and he wasn't anything close to that. So yeah. Yeah. Time to move on from him. Uh, Vinny Curry, you had him at 11. I have him at eight. <laughs> they can't bring back Vinny Curry. There's one of the few that I'm higher than you. Like most of my, you, you had a higher percentage than me. Is that right? Yeah, I went really low. Um, yeah, Vinny will – and I, I do think Vinny can still help a team if he wants to keep playing. I don't know what he wants to do. He's had a nice career. He's made a fortune. He's a good dude. I wish him well, but he won't be here. Yeah. Uh, next one, Hassan Ridgeway. Yeah, this was a, a big disparity. Actually, I was exactly W. That's kind of funny. Um, you were at 31. I was at 62. I get where you're coming from. This kind of is – I, I'm, I understand that I'm going against myself here because I've talked about the need to not bring back injured guys. But um, if they bring him back, it'll be the third defensive tackle between behind Fletcher and Javon Hargrave. And it's going to take a minimum deal. Like, he's not going to cost you anything. And I still think when he plays, he's really good. So I'd be willing to take a flyer on him for a minimum because I think he's clearly the best talent you're going to get as a third defensive tackle. Yeah, that's where I just thought, you know what, They're pro- maybe they'll just go with one of their young guys. Um, they might. I, and he's been maybe hurt. they'll draft one. Or, or draft one. I mean, he's been hurt. He's gotten hurt both years in week seven. He's missed half, half of the last two seasons. Um, I just, yeah. And again, Frank Sirianni knows him. Uh, they were in Indianapolis together. Um, but I, that doesn't necessarily mean he likes them either, you know. Yeah. So we'll see. I just I went lower than you, a lot yeah. lower. 
Yeah. Uh, next one, Craven LeBlanc. We were pretty close. You had 26. I had 32. I don't know. He's an okay player. He struggled to stay healthy, too, last few years. They were willing to risk losing him at the beginning of last year. So it's not like he's a lock to make this team. And they'd have to pay him to bring him back. So I don't think he'll be here. I, I was, what, a few percentage points higher than you. But I think we agree. Yeah, he's one of those guys that I like Cray and, and you know, he's, he's – um... He, you know, when, when he's right and when he's healthy, I mean, he's around the ball and he's physical. I, I just want to – you think about, like, a new coach is coming in. Is, is he going to be like, oh, let's let's keep Crave on the block? And I just – like you said, they caught him. They caught him before, you know, or I guess before the season or right then when the season started to do some roster shuffling. Um, yeah, I just – Bring went, Jason Huntley aboard. Yeah, that's right. Almost lost Crave on to bring Jason Huntley in. Yeah, that's true. Who never even – Never played. Yeah. So I got him. I got him pretty low. Okay. Richard Rogers, this is another big disparity. Yeah. Um, you had him at 72%. I was at 41. I, I just think I like Richard Rogers. He played pretty well last year, but he's 29. And I think the Eagles can bring in someone, like the new staff can bring in their own guy here to be that Richard Rogers. Yeah, maybe. Um, I probably like him a little better than you. Um, I, I just think he'll be here. I think he's a guy. I think he, he – Richard Rodgers, do you really want to go hit free agency if you have an offer from the Eagles? You know, He probably won't get more money anywhere else. He lives here. I got him staying. He lives here. <laughs> uh, Nate Carey, you had him at 36%. I had him at 20 I was surprised you had him at 36 I'm surprised too. I, I think I meant to say six. <laughs> no, just just because I think he's a, a decent special teamer. Um, I don't think he's going to get offers anywhere. And if they if they want to, I mean, if they want to keep him as a special teamer, he'd be a, a guy you could. I don't know. I don't know why I went that high. I think I felt bad for him. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's a, I, and I felt bad for him last year too because he as if he was just a special teamer and like a deep depth guy, which is, I mean, as a fifth round converted safety, like the fact that he was an every down player, he was like, he shouldn't have been. Um, I, I think for him, he's better to get out of this city where it was a tough stretch for him. Go somewhere else and be that backup. Could be most likely. Duke Riley, you had him at 37%. Way more bullish on him than Nate with that 36%. I had him at 49. I was right on the edge with Duke Riley. He, he's a good special teamer, captain on special teams. That means something. So if, you know, if, if the new staff comes in, they want to kind of keep a veteran around in that area, I could see that. Yeah. Um, he's similar to Nate Gary. Um, I could easily see them going somewhere else. And uh, he's, he's like Nate Gary without the baggage. He's yeah. not, a very, not a very good defensive player, but a really good special teamer. Um, I, I think those kind of guys are unlikely to survive a coaching change. Uh, the next one, Corey Clement. You had him at 19. I had him at nine. I just – the Eagles barely used him last year. And all the ties he had from the last staff are gone. I, I don't know why he would want to come back here. I, I mean, maybe he's not going to have another offer. I, I don't think he'll have an offer here, though. 
Yeah, I, I had them. Well, 19 still pretty low, but I went a little higher than you. Um, I went with the Glassboro connection. I think all things considered, he'd like to stay near home. Um, but, uh, and, you know, it's a position where they don't have a lot of depth. I don't think they're going to be drafting a, a running back. Could They could. Um, but you have so many other needs. You go, you say, you know what, we got, we got Miles, we got Boston. Uh, maybe bring Corey back. Nineteen um, percent still pretty low, but a little higher than you. Just because, but just the hometown. And you know, Nick Sirianni might come and say, you know, I was like Corey, Corey Simon, Corey Clement. Um, <laughs> you got him signing Corey Simon. Well, Corey Simon was in Indianapolis, but I think they missed each other by about thirteen <laughs> years. Um, I think he finished his career there, but. Um, yeah, I think there's a small chance, but but yeah, like you said, all his ties are with, you know, Deuce. I mean, he was Deuce was big Corey Corey Clement guy and, and Doug, so certainly wouldn't be surprised if he goes. Okay, let's just finish up these uh, unrestricted guys, uh, and then we can call it a day. Rudy Ford, you had him at 22, I had him at 27. I don't know. It's a, that's a tough one because when he's healthy, he he's pretty good as a special. He's not a defensive player. I don't even think they – he had to play corner in, the, in that last game, which tells you kind of where they were um, mindset-wise. But he, they, I don't think they – the last staff at least didn't view him as a defensive player. They really saw him as a special teamer. And your aces, like your special team's aces, maybe the new staff wants to bring them in. Yeah, and all those guys, I think all those fringe players, I, I, I had pretty low uh, just because – you, you know, you're you're a new coach. You're you're watching film. You're like, no, I want to I want to bring some new blood in here. So, the, the, all those kind of guys, I think, are going to be gone. And last one, Josh Perkins, um, kind of forgotten about guy. You had him at 14. Had him at six. I I don't think he's going to be back. He's coming off IR. Really nice guy. I like Josh Perkins, um, but he's converted receiver doesn't offer much as a blocker. You're going to have Dallas Goddard. I think there's a good chance they either draft a, a tight end or they sign one or Richard Rodgers is back. So where does that leave Josh Perkins? And there's Caleb and there's Jason Kroom and there's cast of thousands. And he's, I mean, it's not old, but Perk's 27 coming off an injury. If you're going to have a developmental guy, I, honestly, if you're going to have a developmental guy, I'd rather have Kim Butler. Like I'd rather have someone that you can – has some skills and, and untapped potential. My prediction is Caleb Wilson's their third tight end. Okay. And you want to go through the restricted guys real quick? Okay, if you want. Um, Cameron Johnson, you had him at 62, I had him at 84. I think he's going to be the punter. I just think they're, um, they're going to probably let him hit free agency and then bring him back and maybe have some competition there. Yeah, and he, he might want to go kick in a dome for all we know. But I don't think we talked to Cam this year. <laughs> so who knows what he's thinking. But Yeah. Uh, Alex Singleton, exclusive rights. You had him at 94. I had him at 99. He's going to be back because he's super cheap, and he was the Eagles' only good linebacker last year. So uh, <laughs> no-brainer to me. I, I don't know. I don't really care what the new staff thinks about him. He, he's the only guy left to play any. I went 94 instead of higher just because I thought, you know, he might just want to go back to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> you got to leave. You left 5% for Canada. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Boston Scott, 6%. another exclusive, exclusive rights guy. Um, well, yeah, 5% for my 99%. Okay. Um, 
I know how to count. Uh, Boston <laughs> Scott. I like that you had to point that out. Like I didn't know that <laughs> how much to get to a hundred. Um, Boston Scott, you had him at 88. I had him at 82. Uh, <laughs> I think he'll be back, but I could also see this new staff, you know, Marlon Max is going to be a free agent. I'm trying to like, there are guys with connections to this staff, but I also like the idea of Boston Scott in this offense because he's shown ability as a pass catcher. I, I went a little lower than you, but I think he'll be back. Yeah. We're both in the eighties with him, I think. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. But. Last one, Greg Ward. Um, you kind of really put yourself in a box here with Craig Ward because you had him going and stay or go. So you went 49% and I went 85. I'm a little surprised I'm that high, honestly, but I, I look at this receiving core and I think they got nothing they can rely on. You know, they have a bunch of young players with talent. I mean, even if they draft a guy at number six, no guarantee. I'd want at least one guy you can rely on. A wide receiver, the Eagles draft, there's no guarantees. <laughs> Really? Um, yeah, I, I, I just think that he, they might come in and say, you know, this is the kind of guy we just want to move on. We just want to get better offensively, more speed. I, I love Greg Ward. He gets the most out of what he has. But, you know, I had him in stay or go going just because I thought they might look for, you know, more explosive slot. I, I obviously wouldn't be surprised if he's here. I hope he's here. He's, he's a good guy. He's a good story. He's a good player. Uh, but like you said, I put myself in that position where I had to go below 50 to be consistent. So I went 49. <laughs> 49. You should have gone 49 and, and a half. I should have. Which would have been another half from 50. <laughs> and, and 50 and a half from 100. But 49 right. and a half from 99. <laughs> you got anything else before we wrap this one up? Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now... No, that's, uh, that's it. Um, this has been long. We went longer than I expected. You want to talk some Sixers? Um, I saw that Joel 50-point game was exciting. Yeah, I actually got to write a story. I actually got to write 10 Joel and Beat stats off that. But then he unlike shot like you. five – what's that? That's unlike you. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's out of my wheelhouse. Um, he only shot five for 18 or something last night. It was a tough loss. Yeah. They, they haven't beaten – they're like – They've lost like 15 straight at Toronto, although this game was in Tampa, but on the road against Toronto. They're fi- they've won five of their last 30 road games against the Raptors. That's weird. And the Flyers played that outdoor game. Did you see any of that? No, I, I missed it, but I heard they gave up like four goals in the second period. And the ice was a train wreck. It got dark because they, like, they wanted to play it during the day, and then it got pushed. 
at night. It looked like when I, when you were a little kid, like playing in the street under a street light. That's what it looked like. It wasn't a great situation. Yeah, sound like the ice was pretty bad. That's that's the problem when you you know if you're gonna do a game like that, do it somewhere where you know it's gonna be cold enough for the ice to. I mean, it's kind of cool that they did it there, but it looks great. Global warming going on, you know, global warming's <laughs> effect on the NHL. You know, play the game in North Pole or something. Yeah, just fly up to the North Pole. Somewhere up there. It doesn't have to be at the North Pole. It could be like, there's got to be a hockey rink up there somewhere in some Canadian, Canadian I don't know. Anyway. But it's really tiny, tiny for all the elves. <laughs> all right, let's yeah. end this. If you enjoyed the Eagle Eye podcast, and I don't know why you would, um, <laughs> please uh, rate, subscribe, wherever you get your pods. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, click like, hit that subscribe button. We'll talk to you guys later this week for Rube. I'm Dave. This has been Eagle Eye.